Imagine you have sunk all of your money and all of your brother-in-law's money into creating a product and you finally have it at a point where it's ready to sell to consumers. The day that you launch your brand, you have a stand at a major consumer show for kids and baby. You have your stand there, you have the product, you're out talking to your customer for the very first time and in that whole day, you sell four. How would you feel? (laughs) Thousands of pounds down the line, all of that product development, everything, and you've sold four the very first time that you get your product out in front of the customer. That is exactly the story that Matt Dyson told us this week. I was at a Small Business Britain Small Business Breakfast where I got to meet some other small business owners, talk about the challenges that are being faced at the moment and talk to representatives from Amazon and Small Business Britain. Um, it was um, it was sponsored by Amazon. And one of the people there was Matt Dyson, who owns and co-founded a business called Rocket. So Rocket, R-O-C-K-I-T. If you've got a small child, you may have seen these. Um, Unfortunately, they weren't around when my children were babies, but basically what it is, is a a device that you put onto the handle of a pushchair or a pram and it makes the pram or pushchair vibrate so that if you're in a coffee shop and you just want a few minutes of the baby still sleeping, you can have your rocket rocking um, rocking the pushchair or the pram, which is pretty impressive. And this business has now gone on to grow leaps and bounds and is at the point now where they have just sold their 400,000th rocket. But what I loved about his story was that it didn't all work out right from the get-go. It was about believing in his product and then asking themselves if the messaging was right, if they were talking about it correctly, had they got it right, you know, working, really honing it, if you like, alongside their ideal customer so that they could create the product that and, and the messaging to explain the product to their customer and also improve their own skills as salespeople and marketers and the rest is history so <clears throat> i'd love you to ask yourself have you ever had that experience i know i certainly had it where you put something up for sale and you just don't get the response that you expect And I think that they are a great example of how you have to kind of take a step back and look at what's going on and look at what you can do differently and look at everything else without just assuming that it's all terrible and that you have to give up or start again. And there's going to kind of be a theme as well tomorrow. um, If you're listening to this on Monday, then on Tuesday, we're going to be talking Tuesday, 28th of March, we're going to be going through building a sales strategy for growth it happens at 10 a.m there is a replay available if you can't make it live as usual you do not have to sign up as a club member you can just um you'll just get the link sent out to you on um well today on monday uh, as usual and you can come along and join us we're going to be talking about creating a sales strategy and that is going to be a big element of it having a look at what worked what didn't work and putting together a plan for growth that doesn't involve berating yourself and deciding that everything that you do is dreadful. So I'm really looking forward to that. Today, I wanted to talk to you about Easter. Um, As you know, the format for this private members podcast is to have a specific focus each month for, or sorry, each week for what you need to be focused on right now in your business. And I just want to take a few minutes to talk about Easter. So a few weeks ago, I did a podcast on the Resilient Retail Game Plan, so my public podcast, 
that was all about ways that you can um, consider what to do for your business for Mother's Day. And it was really popular. It was one of the most popular episodes. Um, so I wanted to share similar thoughts with you about Easter because it's very simple with Easter to look at it and say, well, I don't sell chocolate. I don't sell bunny themed things. So there isn't really much for me to do. And um, I'm not saying Easter is like a massive sales driver. It's certainly on the smaller end of the spectrum. But it is definitely the something that is on your customers' minds. And I'm a big believer in tuning into what your customer's thinking about, not just in general, but what they're thinking about right now. And so um, I would encourage you to think about what that can mean for your business when it comes to Easter. So I'm just going to run you through a few examples of things that you can think about. So I have got in total seven different themes for you to think about when it comes to Easter or to consider. The first is gifting for children specifically or even for adults. So my mother, <laughs> even at the grand old age of 76, still likes to buy people Easter gifts. And I don't think she's the only one. Of course, it's mostly focused at the children, um, but she does often buy, um, you know, her, her, myself and my brother or at least like, you know, our family, something small. So gifting, especially things like plant pots, plants. For children, it could be almost anything, really, because also not everybody wants to gift chocolate or Easter eggs or anything like that. Some people prefer to give a gift at Easter. So just think about if you have a gifting range, what could you suggest? Uh, particularly if people are getting together, traveling, staying with family, you know, would they need a, what they call in the US a hostess gift? So something that you would give somebody to say thank you for having to, us to stay. Think about that in terms of messaging and what you can explain to your customer that you have got. Um, as with always with these, as always with these holidays, as, as I said, really the whole purpose is putting yourself in your customer's shoes and asking yourself what you can offer your customer that they might actually be looking for right now. What are their purchase triggers? So these are really potential purchase triggers that we're talking about. Number two, we can't ignore the typical chocolate, uh, gifting, um, sweets, things like that. Um, you may have chocolate that you sell in your business. Quite a lot of lifestyle shops, for example, will often have some chocolate that they're offering. You are somebody who mostly sells chocolate or it's a main part of your business. Then potentially Easter is big as big for you or bigger than Christmas. So you don't need me to tell you this. But if you are somebody who has any kind of chocolate gifting, then this may be something for you to think about. In fact, I believe we even have an actual sweet shop. So I'm sure Nicola <laughs> is um, very busy right now and Bal at uh, the chocolate seller as well and anybody else who sells actual specific um, chocolate and sweets. I'm sure this is a very busy time for them too. But, um, not, you know, worth thinking about, as I said, even if you are a lifestyle store or a store that you've got chocolate, um, people do still gift, even if it's not Easter eggs, they might gift it to a family member or even an adult um, at Easter. So don't forget about that. started my career I was in homewares in Laura Ashley and Easter was a really really big one for us because it was because of the four-day weekend it's a very very important DIY weekend so anybody who sells anything to do with home interiors um, this is something very important to think about um, when it comes to Easter because people have got a bit of time they've got a little bit of time of work um, and therefore they can be looking to refresh things in their house um, and even if they're even if you don't sell home decor or like DIY stuff um, or rather I should say even if you don't sell DIY stuff if you sell cushions lampshades 
rugs, throws, all of those things could be um, something that people might be looking for if they've had a bit of a refresh themselves. Okay, so number four is meals. So again, if you sell food items or maybe you sell um, things for table decorations, um, people may often have, even if they're not religious, they may often have an Easter meal that they get together with their family, um, maybe in a smaller way than Christmas, but it is something that happens. So what can you offer in terms of table decorations? Do you have anything about creating Easter table? Um, so this is definitely something for you to consider to be thinking about with talking to your customers. Um, number five, then kind of linked into this idea is that anybody who sells fashion accessories, accessories, uh, jewellery, clothing, kids clothing, all of those things, they are definitely going to be an element where you can talk about, you know, what are you wearing to your Easter um, your Easter meal. I'm laughing because when I worked in the States, it was all about, we used to have to try and get our hat selection ready to go for Easter because this was serious business. Lots of people were very religious. They would be going on to a church service um, and therefore they would get a new outfit for Easter, but they needed to have a hat that went with it. So that was like a big thing when we were planning the stock distribution. Across the States, we would be looking at um, where we were sending our hats and um, making sure that they were there ready for Easter. Now, I'd be surprised, to be honest. Um, although I know there are people selling hats, so, you know, who knows? I'm not necessarily saying it would be as, as extreme as it was then, but... Again, you can definitely talk to people about what they're wearing, wearing something special, getting the kids dressed up any time that families get together or people are going out to eat. This is kind of the same thing. To be honest, these are themes that come up again and again. So Mother's Day, for example, where people dressing up for Mother's Day meals for um, Valentine's, for example, going on dates, things like that. Lots of reasons to get dressed up. But the definitely things you can think about when you're talking about Easter with your customer. Number six is craft. Um, really I should say craft and kids activities so this is all about the fact it's the Easter holidays so anybody who sells games toys activities crafting anything like that there's definitely going to be things that you can talk about for your customer because it's all about keeping the children busy which as we all know is a art in itself <laughs> during the Easter holidays so that's another theme for you to be thinking about keeping the kids busy um, and number seven is travel. So this is often the first time people are taking holidays in the year, unless they went away somewhere hot in the for some winter sun. But often Easter is a travel time. So again, if you sell anything to do with traveling, make sure that you're talking to your customers about it. There's loads more different things that you can be thinking about as well on top of all of this. Um, you know, for example, spring. So if you do anything to do with nature, gardening, then obviously there's a lot to do with spring refresh there. Um, as I said, even the whole point about Easter is that uh, it's effectively, um, although it's a religious ceremony, it's a religious festival, it's also, of course, in the springtime, spring renewal, um, the, which we're talking about spring cleaning, spring refresh, the clocks have gone back Um lighter evenings people getting out more more outdoor stuff so just again thinking about because of all these things what are those triggers 
If you sell outdoor equipment, is this the time of year people start pulling out what they've got in their shed and their attic and thinking they might need some refresh or replacements? If people have kids, is this when they start looking at their t-shirts and thinking, oh, all of last year, all of these are from last year and they're too small. So just keep thinking about your customer, keep thinking about what may be encouraging them to purchase at this time. It may be linked to actual Easter, it may be more to do with spring, but I would be surprised if anybody who's listening today can't find something uh, some theme to talk about to their customer and actually as a challenge if you feel like that does not work for you for your business um then do please pop it into the group and let's do a bit of brainstorming together also weddings you know this is when people start thinking about we start moving into wedding season so all of that to come as well so lots and lots of different things that you can consider talking to your customer about as we move into easter but making sure that you're making the most of all of these seasonal times so there you go that's what i would be encouraging you to think about in your business this week and in the same way that i encourage you to do this with mother's day i think that if you don't normally use spring or easter messaging in your business and you're not really sure what what you should say this is a great time of year to be gathering information, gathering screenshots, grabbing email titles, imagery, ways that people talk about their business. Again, this is not about copying other people. This is about looking at what other people are doing and getting inspiration ideas for your own business. Because ultimately we, well, we're not too, too late for Easter. We do have a couple of weeks to go, but you know, in an ideal world, you'd be thinking about this a little bit further ahead. But just at the very least, you can be, putting some messaging out now about what you've got for your customer right now that ties in with what their their um purchase triggers might be but equally we um you have got the opportunity to see what's going on around you and get some ideas for next time get an inspiration file going so that next year when you're talking about easter you've got things ready to go so that is my main message for you this week thinking about easter spring what you can do and how you can use it to talk to your customers we have got a busy week in the club. As I mentioned, Tuesday, tomorrow, we're talking about the sales strategy for growth, which is a paid workshop, unless you're a member. If you're a member, which obviously all of you guys are because you're listening to this podcast, then you're going to get it for free, um, which is part of your membership, which means that you don't need to sign up. Um, I've had lots of questions from people saying that they the, the link is taking them to a payment page. You don't have to pay. You don't have to do any of that. You just have to wait to get the email link uh, for the Zoom call. Come along. If you can't make it live, then we will be sharing that, um, sharing the recording afterwards. Then Wednesday night, we have got the planning session. So if you've never been to one of the planning sessions before, I really like these sessions. Um, it's happening at eight till nine. Um, and it's the opportunity for you to reflect back on March and then put plans into place for April. It's a good pause point in the month and you'll also get the opportunity to talk to some other people in the breakout rooms as well. And then on Friday, we have Katie Farrell, who's a Clavio expert, who's coming to talk to us about email marketing. Now, I have asked her to make it relevant to people who don't have Clavio. It's not going to be purely focused on Clavio. But that said, she is a Clavio expert and you will be able to come and ask questions. So really looking forward to that um and then after that i am actually off for a couple of weeks so if you feel like oh i don't have time to get to all of these events you'll have time to catch up um <laughs> as we're taking a pause on a couple for a couple of weeks on events um as obviously it's easter holidays i'm away and i'm sure some of you will be away as well uh but have a great week i will look forward to seeing you i hope you can make it to some of the events this week and i will see you in the group <laughs>